Howdy, hobos. Welcome, all you beautiful, radiant beings, all you walking, talking manifestations of love and light. My name is Mark. I'll be your camp host. Welcome to Hobo Safe Camp. So last night, I was more like early this morning. I usually get home really late, and it takes me a couple of hours to unwind, so I'm usually up really late. And I sent a message to Sabina, who's our guest here at the virtual campfire today, and I asked her if she was available on Tuesday to record this episode. And she came right back with, uh, how about in like four hours? And I've, I've never been one to argue about timing, even though like four hours was going to be ugly for me at this point in time. I st- okay, let's do it. So let's cut to four hours later. My alarm's going off after I've had about two hours of sleep. And I was like, why is my alarm going off so early? Why is it set? I turned it off and closed my eyes a little bit, pissed off at myself for allowing my alarm to be set so early. And then this foggy memory comes creeping through my brain. <laughs> like, did I really schedule this thing for this early? Like, look at my phone, look at the messages, and sure enough, I did. So I get out of bed, got a couple of cups of coffee in my bloodstream, and I proceeded to have just the most wonderful conversation a person could ever ask for. And lucky you, you get to be part of it without the sleep deprivation. But before we get to it, I just want to take a couple of minutes to talk to you about Open Lines Radio. I'm not sure how you're listening to this right now, but if you're not really um, digging the delivery mechanism, I'm sure it's available on another platform that will work better for you. I know some people listen through the link on my Instagram page, and that actually is a great way to do it, but it does kind of limit what you can do with your phone while you're listening. And I know we all like to be doing stuff with our phone while we're listening. Uh, so here are some options. Uh, you can subscribe and listen on iTunes or Spotify. Uh, you can subscribe and listen on pretty much every podcast app. It's out pretty much out there on all of them. Just go to them and search for Open Lines Radio. Or you can subscribe and listen on SoundCloud. SoundCloud is cool because each Open Lines Radio show is part of its own playlist. So if there's a particular Open Lines Radio netcast that you enjoy, such as the Hobo Safe Camp Virtual Campfire, for instance, you can go to the playlist and listen to all of them. It's amazing, right? But one thing I like to do is to just hit play and let all the Open Lines Radio shows play. We have such an an incredible, wonderful, eclectic group of talented people. It just really makes for great, interesting background noise, if nothing else. And variety is a spice of life. That's what they say. And so, you know, at least, you know, try some variety. And if you would like have an idea, here's another thing. If you have an idea for your own netcast, please let me know. Just go to um, Instagram and follow Open Lines Radio, at Open Lines Radio, and send a direct message. We really need your voice. We need as many voices on here as possible, so stop holding it back. Um, and be sure to follow me at tincan.telephone. My name is Mark. And uh, also follow the Virtual Campfire podcast at Hobo Safe Camp. And you can get a hold of me through any of those. I'm on all of them all throughout the day. Um, If you are not ready to lend your voice, but you would like to help Open Lines Radio succeed with a donation, please visit www.openlinesradio.com and click the donate button or donate directly at paypal.me slash openlines. Every little bit helps to cover our expenses and expand our technology. Okay, enough about that. Let's get to Sabina. Do you follow her on Instagram? You really should. She's at Bone Priestess. I'm telling you, you won't regret it. She does this awesome thing where she uses the images from her daily life and elevates them to a higher level through her incredible words. 
So be sure to check her out and don't skip the captions. That's where the gold is at. Gotta go read her writing. So what are we waiting for? Let's just do this thing. Do you see that enchanted tin can telephone sitting in front of you? If you don't, you're not looking hard enough. Come on. Use your imagination, damn it. Pick it up. Put it to your ear. Listen to the truth that comes pouring through it like a symphony washing over you with loving kindness. Doesn't that feel great? Don't lie, you know it does. Sabina, ramble on. I'm just a rambling hobo. I ramble all along. I'm just a rambling hobo. I ramble all along. Ain't got no one to love me. No place to call my home. I, I would pretty much always uh, call myself a writer, but by this point I, I am also a writer who has written several novels and I still guiltily like don't respond to the fan mail I still get about my first three. <laughs> so, um, well, at what, least you're getting what, fan mail. No, it's very nice and it's very sweet and it's, it's always people that are clearly going through something like very emotional and I just get these, these tremendously hard Um, you know, it's stuff like literally like I'm a factory worker who works 70 hours a week and my life is so dreadful, but like this, this thing that I read was, is the only good thing that's happened to me this month. I'm like, oh, <laughs> good. Like, what do you say? Yeah, yeah. How do you respond to that? <laughs> yeah, but once, once you're ignoring your fan mail and you feel bad and like you've, uh, you've, you've paid your rent with what you're writing, I think you, I think you get to call yourself a writer. Um, for at least like the next two years, even if your production drops. So. That's, those are the, that's the criteria. <laughs> so yes, for me, at least. That's, that's always been my criteria. So yeah. <laughs> that's funny, but you also you also travel a lot. I I do yeah, and I I I never really intend for that to happen, but uh, my uh my dad uh, who recently retired uh is a well was a career diplomat. And my mother was also briefly a diplomat. So I'm just used to, I'm just, I'm just used to going places, I guess. And I'm very fortunate that I know enough people in like a bunch of places that, uh, like uh, I go to New York usually a few times a year and it's super convenient to me because I have a friend who lives in Brooklyn who just actually owns his own place in Brooklyn. It's like, yeah, come over, stay in my place. I'll go like stay with my boyfriend for the weekend. No big deal. And nice. I'm like, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, uh, I I do travel a lot. I yeah, I feel like I if I was really like efficient, I would write about travel and I'd monetize that. But I never have. Uh, I I don't know where to start because I'm usually sleep deprived and like super lost like wherever I go because I'm the kind of person that gets lost at like the mall. So I'm always I always have no idea what I'm doing when right. I'm traveling. You don't even seem like you don't really post a lot of, on social media about your travel. It's just kind of like hints that you're traveling yeah i like to i like to be very mysterious <laughs> about it and like there's lots of stuff that i i don't post i mentioned that i i mentioned my best friend like constantly on instagram and i visited i stayed with him and his sister in boston this year but i don't think i posted a single picture of that um and uh, I, I didn't post about what i did in vegas recently except one picture of like the hotel i was staying at i think and uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I just, I. Uh... 
Well, that's okay because it's cool because you kind of just let your experience. It's almost like you let your experience. So there's all kinds of pe- reasons that people use Instagram, and and there are people that like to show off their travels, and not not necessarily even show off, just sh- document their travels. But there are also people that just kind of like to uh, just express who they are and the things that are happening in real life, quote unquote, real life, are <laughs> right. are, are just they're they're just basically you know influencing i guess without having yeah. to actually document yeah so i like that i like that thank you thank you <laughs> how how would you but but the things you write about are a lot of about um i mean you write about some pretty serious stuff I do, I do, and and I think one of the reasons that uh, I sometimes worry that there's a certain lack of cohesiveness to the account, because um, you know sometimes I'm I'm uh, sometimes I'm writing some like very heavy shit, and then it's like you know here's topless yoga, like it's just there's no here's pictures of my dog. So, right, um, right, but the caption yeah. that goes along with those pictures is always. Is, is what I like to read. You know what I mean? It's like it's... I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that, and um, I think part of it also is that at this point, uh, Instagram is is my only social media. I'm not on any other platform anymore. I actually uh, no longer update my official like author blog related to my novel. So, and I'm not really on Reddit anymore. So, this is my one like outlet for yelling into the void <laughs> about things that I'm. Uh, I'm upset about, or moved by, or impressed by, and so that's uh, that's where it goes. It's uh, it's yelling about things on on Instagram, and uh, you know, in some ways, I'm very reactionary. So if I see like enough posts about something where I'm like, people are wrong, <laughs> <laughs> I have to, I have to, I have to go, I have to go give my two cents about it. And uh, and I'm always running against like the the character limit on Instagram because it's it's something like two thousand two hundred, I think. And I'm just, I'm always butting up against it and trying to go into the comments. Um, but uh, in terms of choosing what to post about or what to write about in my captions, I mostly, it's, it really just is whatever I'm dealing with usually that day, that week. Uh, I went through a phase where I was posting a lot more political stuff for a while. Uh, and, you know, that's always fun. You inevitably get into some kind of fight in the comments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, whatever. If, if there's any topic in particular you'd like me to talk about, I'm sure I could do that at great length. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what I like is that, it, it. I mean, like you say, you're, you're you know, it's these things that, that are pissing you off or whatever. But it seems like even the things you're angry about, you're still writing to make the world a better place almost it's not it's not like you're writing to say like fuck this it's almost like this is how it should you know what i mean it's like there's there are better ways to do it you know what i mean yeah yeah you know i and i usually like in general i do i don't think i always succeed but like in general i do want the world to be a, a better place than than i find it ideally and i think um my degree that i've never used a day in my life is i have an undergrad degree in psychology so on some level, I think I just fundamentally believe in like the potential of most people to get along and understand each other. So I, th- I think most times uh, I, I approach things with hopefully a certain amount of compassion or kindness. Um, Do you think you believe in that potential or 
Did you just hope for that potential? <laughs> is it really there? <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah, it's very shaky, and it might be that I, I want to believe, but I, I'm, I'm, my life is currently going very well, so it, it's, it's, uh, it's a little easier to there believe in it right now. I mean, I definitely believe more in like the inherent goodness of dogs than I do like human beings, but. Right. Because right. <laughs> I'm not sure how to how to turn this thing around, this planet. I'm, I'm not either, and you know, and, and it's such a mess out there right now, on the in so many ways, and it's like there's children in cages, and like the climate is absolutely sucked, and uh, and I I don't post about it on a uh, on Instagram as much, but I'm I'm one of those irritating people that usually has like my own water container and like usually has like my own coffee cup at Starbucks so and uh, I used to be when I was younger I was I was just like the angry hippie girl on the block that was going around like correcting everyone's recycling bins um and uh so I'm just I'm just very concerned about that all the time and I I was vegan for 10 years but also people just don't fucking listen to you no No. Yeah, you try to talk about about the environment, about nature, about it, and just people don't like it's fun. It like it's it's people think it's cool to like not care about the environment. It's like I mean, good job, we're all gonna fucking die. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. That's uh, that's something else that I'm usually. <laughs> I agree. I agree. It's like it's almost like it's become fashionable. Yes. To yes, exactly. To, to not care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating. So yeah, I don't I don't know how to turn this thing around either. But, eh. but you can't really you can't give up either because yeah. because you can't you have to say every everyone has to take responsibility for turning this thing around and if and if we don't then there's nobody. <laughs> you know? And it's just you know it's uh yeah there's there's a certain like cowardice in giving up and, and sometimes you have to but if you don't have to give up yet like it's just it, i don't know it, it's it's yeah i agree we have to try <laughs> yeah yeah at least be the example even if you go down in if we go down with the sinking ship yeah <laughs> yeah but i don't know on the other hand there's been like some bad surprises lately maybe we'll get like some good surprise i don't know Hopefully, hopefully that's that's a way to look at it. I'll keep optimistic. I'll I'll uh, I'll, I'll I'll adopt your optimism. <laughs> <laughs> How so? So you say you're you're in a good place right now. Yes. And you're and 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 you're feeling uh, healthy. Yes. So would you say that that's is it an over an overall thing like how was was there a moment where where you weren't and and something clicked that brought you to here or have you always kind of been like i, th- I think I've, I've mostly mind? mostly done very well but uh roughly last year i was kind of going through a uh, a, a rough patch and um you know, I'm a. I, I try to be at least kind of open about the fact that I'm usually like in and out of therapy. Uh, so I think part of <laughs> what's going on for me right now is that I, I have a competent therapist that I see about once a month to just you know talk about things, and uh, and you know I say that I, I, I joke and I put that at a distance, but it actually is uh, very helpful. But it, it also just is you know it's like things are going very well, and it, it seems like it would be tremendously ungrateful. 
to uh, to not acknowledge that. And uh, it was also about because you fo- we followed each other for a long time uh, about two years ago or two years and change. I had a uh, very disruptive life event happen where, you know, I lost like most of my stuff. Um, and luckily everyone was physically safe, but it was very, it was a very stressful time. And I'm actually not allowed to talk about it <laughs> because there was a lawsuit that uh, eventually settled. And part of my settlement agreement is I don't talk about the thing that happened. Um, but it was, I think like February of that year, I moved like, 12 to 15 times like in in february which is you know the short month right and uh and it's just it's very stressful trying to sue someone (laughs) 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 and um and i i did not know that i mean i knew that but i did i didn't know that know that until i had to i had to prepare all these documents and stuff and you know i think it was a very disruptive time that led to uh, being in an amazing place. That's uh, after that is is I mean that's why I spent three months uh, in Thailand, uh, training in uh, Phuket, which is I think one of the coolest things I've done in my life. So you know, it worked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you say you lost most of your stuff, so that was probably a nice purging feeling as well. Yeah. I mean, probably not in the moment, but you know, as you're putting things life your life back yeah. together. Exactly. And, and it really gives you a sense of how to reprioritize. And, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a very sort of messy, scattered person that's prone to accumulating clutter. So I've, uh, <laughs> I'm always trying to like declutter my stuff and get down to like the essentials. And I never do. But the thing that happened was actually very helpful in that way because it's like, oh, here is this box of journals that you've been carrying around for like a decade that you never open, but you take with you from place to place just in case. And it's like, oh, that's all, that's gone. I, I don't have to feel bad. That's gone. That it's completely unsalvageable. I am three. Yeah, so. I, I get it. I get it. I understand completely. Except I, I always, I move about every three years. And every time I move, I throw more away. <laughs> so it's, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting, clo- I'm getting close. I've, over the past 10 years or so and moving three or four times, I've, Every time it's like just get a dumpster and throw it away. And it's the same thing. I had a box of everything I'd written since I was sixteen, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's just like just right into the dumpster, and it was so freeing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's it's scary, but it's uh, it, it it is freeing. I think uh, I think every three year three years is a, is probably a good pattern. It seems like a good amount of time to settle down some learn an area. I even I even uh, I I pulled out my old laptop that I didn't even think worked anymore, but I was looking for some files and I plugged it in and there's all this old, old things I'd started and never finished you know <laughs> all these all this writing I know yes and I and I plugged in my flash drive and I'm like I'm going to just pull some of these files off this I've already got all this stuff started that I've that I've abandoned and I start reading through it and it's like nah this is stuff in the <laughs> you know just closed it I closed it's like I, this isn't I abandoned all this shit for a reason you know? yeah Yes, that's that, that's exactly it. That is intensely relatable. <laughs> it was it was good. It got I was able to get out what I needed to get out in the moment, but it's it's nothing to take with me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, I like that. I think that we're 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 the same. Just different yeah, circu- yeah, just different right. circumstances lead to 
I mean, I've I expected that, you know, we, we, we were at least kind of the same in, uh, in some ways. Uh, there was a time where your readings uh, were down and you couldn't purchase a reading. And, and it was the time in my life where, like, I desperately wanted to purchase a reading for you. <laughs> and then by the time you uh, you had the, the reading option back up, I was like, oh, my issues have resolved. But uh, I love uh, I love the writing on your post. I guess I haven't actually I haven't actually said you uh, you do some of my favorite like uh, tarot writing on Instagram. So thank you. This is cool. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I try. I don't read much tarot anymore. For, yeah. pe- for people anyway, it's uh, I don't know. I, I almost I'm trying to you know you know everything has had its place in t- and in a, mm-hmm. in a time and I, I just don't I don't know. We all evolve. <laughs> yeah, it, it it comes and goes. It uh, it it, uh, it most definitely comes and goes. And uh, intersection of topics, but like the accumulation of stuff is is definitely an issue. So I do have uh, a, a big connection, a collection of decks. I'm like, I don't use any of these. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's there's maybe two decks that I use, maybe like once a week. Uh, but you know, there's there's uh there's times in my life where like I've read multiple times per day, every day. So it's just you know, you to a certain extent it's just something that comes and goes in cycles. So Yeah, yeah. Well and you know I have a lot of, of reverence and a gratitude for tarot just because I made a living on it for probably I mean, I was in a place I mean I, it was never intentional, you know, but when I suddenly <laughs> found myself out of a job and unable to find work and suddenly these people were paying me to write. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Random yeah. people that I've never heard that have that, that the only reason I'm I'm still here is because like they were paying me money to write and <laughs> feeding my kids basically for me while I, I went through this thing. And maybe that's and and now that I don't and maybe maybe this is selfish. Maybe I need to get back and start doing some more free work and giving back because now that I don't need the money, I do it less and less. Yeah, but I think I think there's there's a place for that too, right? You can't you have to value your own time and your own work. So if you have other things to do, like it, it na- naturally follows that you have, I mean, less time for other things. Right. But, yeah, and you know, I spend a lot more time on this uh, podcasting yeah. type of stuff these days. But just my hands, my carpal tunnel, <laughs> and my my hands don't type like they used to, and my eyesight's going, and it's just way easier to just speak into a microphone. Yeah, but people love podcasts, though. I think I think I think that's uh, probably like a way to reach more people if that's what your uh, what your goal was. Um, yeah, like everyone always has a list of favorite podcasts that they listen to. So, so it's a new format. I think. Yeah, yeah, and I, it's all about the connection too, and that's what my writing has always been about was mm-hmm. trying to connect with people, and, and this is doing the same thing. And I think yours too. I think your you you write you know, the things that are going on in your life, but it's not, it's not really a, Hey, look at me. It's almost, it's more of a, you know, trying to find a connection. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, the way I, I say it sometimes is that being a human being is, is hard. And so if, uh, you know, it, it often makes it a little less hard if you get to be a human being connecting with other human beings. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think, uh, I, I do have that sort of focus. Um, and I, I guess this related in terms of things that I, I do try to write about is uh, I, I think that uh, I have a somewhat unusual cultural background for some of the 
communities that I inhabit. So, you know, one of the things I, I tend to write about more on Instagram is I tend to write about um, less sort of like new ages approaches to magic or spirituality, I guess, uh, because I grew up, I mean, I'm Latina and I grew up in Miami and uh, I was a Santeria initiate at an, at an early age and I just grew up going to all kinds of rituals. And while I don't formally practice any of that now, it's still sort of an area that um, inspires a lot of misunderstanding and fear with people. And uh, and it need not be that way. Right. Uh, so that's one of the things I try to write about, uh, the Santeria, the voodoo, because uh, I don't think people realize also like how syncretic uh, it is in practice that if you're in a community that heavily does one, you're going to find people that also do some of the other. And, um, or, yeah, just because I, I think just the way the demographics of that tend to shake out. So that's something I tend to write about. Uh, and it's also something, I guess, that I'm, uh, I, I'm often, uh, yeah, kind of mad about when other people <laughs> say things that I find ignorant. Um, so that's the thing that I try to do and sort of fostering connections, uh, between areas that might not necessarily have them. Yeah, so yeah yeah i like that i like that practical approach to spirituality and 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 that's what i like about about your writing is it's 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 a lot it's a lot less woo woo and just more <laughs> practical but still dealing in those realms i, I think that, that that you know just not you know that i don't know i don't want to i don't want to knock anybody you know or, or any kind of movement it's hard, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> but but you know the new age movement does tend to Maybe it's just the vocabulary of it that I don't, that I, yeah. I can't connect with. But yeah, I, I, that's what I like about yours. Yeah, the, it's just more of a practical, real life approach to spirituality. Thank you, thank you. That's a, that's a coming to you. That's a, that's an excellent compliment. Thank you. <laughs> of course. So would you say that, it, like, your the spirituality that you practice, or or I don't know what your, uh, just maybe your your general take on existence is, is it more of like a, an earth based or, you know, what, what would you say is, is like, how, how, I don't even know how to, how to say this. It's way too early for me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Sorry about that. <laughs> but, um. <laughs> but you, you know what I'm saying? Am I getting the, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, fundamentally I feel that, uh, because we are all, all human and we are at the end of the day, uh, our current selves are all made of, of meat. We're just like meat tubes walking around. So I feel like the fundamental nature of the universe is probably unknowable to us in our current state. Right. Uh, and, uh, and I think this is where a lot of like my, my apparent optimism breaks down. <laughs> um, because I, uh, well, okay, backtracking. Well, I don't consider myself like a practitioner of, of voodoo or Santeria at this point. One of the things I quite like about both those cosmologies and also um, various other ones like indigenous to the, the so-called New World is this idea that there is sort of a supreme creator being God. Um, but he he's kind of distant. He's so He's so far removed from Earth that humans can't petition him directly. And that's why he has intercessionary spirits, Orishas, saints, whatever. Same idea. I really don't feel like Catholicism is that much different, but whatever. <laughs> Saying that tends to make people mad. Um, 
and so I think one of the, one of the reasons that uh, I, I still sort of stay at the fringes of, the, of, of these systems is that um, because the world is such a mess, <laughs> uh, if there is a supreme like being, either like their rules are really fucked up. Or you can say that they're just kind of like so far away that it's maybe not so much their fault. So, uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's what, that's where my fundamental, like, uh, optimism about everything <laughs> appears. It's like, oh, you know, I, I think I was nine years old where I verbalized the idea that, uh, God was either incompetent or, uh, evil. And, uh, my mother was, uh, was very upset. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which, you know, it's a terrible thing to have a nine-year-old tell you. So I, I get it in retrospect. Uh, so, uh, and maybe maybe that is why so much of my, my ideas about magic or spirituality have to be so practical. Because, like, here we are on this planet that's on fire. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's up, up to us uh, yeah. to a certain extent. I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you And do you think that, like, as you're talking, it's, I'm 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 realizing that I think the the general idea that most people have of God mm-hmm. the the problem is is that he you know is personified and put into something that like the human brain can understand yes and it's yeah. really just it's so much more than that it's not even so much a person as might even just be a feeling you know or an essence right. and so yeah. It's just it's just weird that people kill each other over the idea yeah. of how this <laughs> this thing is personified, you know? Yeah, no, it, absolutely. Because it's, if if God is is too intensely human, like then he has all your human shortcomings and all your your dumbass biases. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and that and that is why people go off and like murder each other. So yeah, I uh, I agree. <laughs> yeah, it's it's I'm I'm. I haven't had it broken down to me that way before. I like, I, I like the, uh, you, you know, but the, I also like the idea of, of God being this thing that's so far removed that we've got to, you know, get to it through a mediator. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. It, uh, it gives, it gives you a lot to work with, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so you don't, you're, well, you wouldn't consider yourself a, you know, a practicing you know, practicing. Yeah, I, I would not. Uh, most people feel that you have to be involved in the community actively, actively for you to uh, really count. You can't. Uh, you can't really be a solitary practitioner. You can't dabble. Yeah, <laughs> you can't dabble, and there's there's a social proof aspect and whatever. And I get it. I don't. I I, I sound dismissive, but I get it. I mean, these, these are communities that are insular in certain ways for usually very good reasons, but. Um, it's also just, you know, I'm not gonna, <laughs> uh, it's not something I'm going to go out and find and, uh, practice in a, in a, in a sort of strict way. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just not, that's not something that I'm going to do at this point in my life. It's also that, um, <laughs> again, I was vegan for 10 years and I'm very into sort of, uh, ethology and animal cognition and the idea that, uh, many animals are a lot smarter than we give them credit for. Mm-hmm. You know, especially dogs, but even basically what it comes down to is that my, my exit from these religions is that as a teenager, <laughs> I started crying about some sacrificial doves 
and uh, and I and I got kicked out of of the ceremony. And uh, it wasn't like it was the first one I'd been to where there was animal sacrifice. And people try, people try to get like very sort of thing about this and claim that like it doesn't happen, but like it absolutely happens. If you're officially practicing one of the uh, you know traditional African religions of the of the diaspora, like there's absolutely like at some point, <laughs> some point animals are dying. Something's gonna and, die. Yeah, <laughs> and I think it's it's very different now uh because now that seems extreme but go back 100 years go back 200 years where people would just where you had to you know kill your own chickens all the time if you wanted to eat and that was just something you did it's not weird you know like the 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 social context for that has shifted so much uh but again i was going through this phase where like i wouldn't wear leather and uh, i never got to the point where like i wouldn't eat honey but i was i was very serious about being being vegan for 10 years and uh, so I just I just started crying about the sacrificial doves, and um, you know yeah it's it's not something where you can dabble it's not something where you get to pick and choose and like I guess I kind of feel like it would be disrespectful to insist that these traditions happen on my terms. So it's just something that uh you know just avoid it entirely. I haven't been to <laughs> I haven't been to an official ceremony in something like at least twelve years at this point. So. So it's yeah. been a while, but but you still have a reverence for it, and you still you know you. The, I would you would I would say you're practicing just because you don't do the ritual, you know. Yeah, yeah. I heard uh, someone described it to me recently as uh, as he perceived me as working on the fringes of of these religions. And I'm like, that's cool. I like that. <laughs> um, but again, I, I think it's also just my inclination to have a, uh, a spirituality that's very personal. Uh, so I probably would have ended up here anyway. And, um, you know, this, this is something that isolates me from like the greater new age community is that my, uh, my gods essentially, because people argue whether or not that gods is the right word, but essentially like, you know, the gods that I practice with are not the gods that like, most people that would describe themselves as witches are practicing with. They're not Greek. They're not, I don't know, vaguely Celtic. <laughs> they're not Norse. Um, so on one hand, I'm not officially a practitioner. On the other hand, you know, you're right. Like I am. So <laughs> it's complicated. Yeah. I mean, you, you, I guess when you, you live by the law, but I don't know. I've, I've always had a problem with, with the ritual. And I think that's what it's been my, my, holding what holds me back to is I just sometimes I I don't know I was actually thinking this the other day before we were even talking about doing this I was thinking mm-hmm. about how uh, I just I've, I have this problem with with you know going so all into something where you see like people on uh, Instagram live and they're they're talking about these things and and doing these rituals online Mm-hmm. And and I think there's just there's just no way I just can't get myself in that place where I'm comfortable and not self conscious enough to you know and, and not that there's anything wrong with what they're doing that like you need those people out there like those people yeah. who who lead rituals are very important. But I, I get that like I would never I I can't see myself in that place either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's just like these, these, they're, they're saying these things and they're in it. You can see they're in it, and it's like I just I'm just so self conscious that. I could never. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely like you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for them, but it's not. Uh, 
it's not something I would do either. So I don't know. I, I but you know, again, I also like lie about like my name and age on uh, on Instagram. So I'm just a very private person in in certain ways as well. I think is part of it. So yeah. Would you, would you, <laughs> well, you would would you wouldn't consider yourself an introvert though, would you? Or no, would you? no, no, no. <laughs> I uh, I would strongly consider myself an extrovert, and uh, that uh, is it's just it's a an private ongoing... extrovert. Yes, just a, <laughs> a selective extrovert. But no, I I I love people. Like overall, I love crowds. I'm one of those weird people that just really energized by being like a big crowd. Um, and uh, there's been times in my life where I've been, uh, you know, very social, and um, but uh, that's just not where I am right now. But I think that is also. Some of that is age-related, I guess. Uh, I also think that, like, introverts on the internet are way too self-congratulatory. Right. Um, and there's there's all this, like, introvert pride that's uh, that's really focused on talking about, like, how awful extroverts are. And people will, will get into these very passionate discussions with you on the assumption that you, too, must be on Team Introvert, but, like, and maybe, like, a decade and a half ago, if you were, like, on the fucking internet with that attitude, maybe, but, like, in this day and age, like, everyone's on the internet, everyone's on their phone, you can't assume that, like, everyone, it's no longer nerdy to be on the internet, it's just what everyone does. Right. So, you know, no offense to any introverts out there, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 well, everybody wants to, I, I guess it's the same thing as, like, when you say you can't lift yourself up by holding somebody down yes. where where it doesn't matter who what, what side you're on you still have like even if you're on the, on the side that's taking shit from the bully you you can't just turn it around and bully back the bully and have it i don't know i don't know, don't know how to say it exactly but yeah yeah but no, like nothing changes if you do that and, right. and you know not that you always need to turn the other cheek there's definitely situations where I think the correct course of action is to be aggressive. But a lot of the time it's just, yeah, bullying back isn't going to help and no one learns anything and we just stumble around like not learning things. Yeah. So maybe it's just, maybe it's just a a side effect of being empathetic where, where uh, it's, it's easier to just put up a wall sometimes when, when, when it's people that are so, opposite of your way of thinking to, to just yeah. label them as other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, you know, just in like the, the, the junk drawer of like your head and, and like people just in there other by. Yeah. Yeah. That's what uh. I've been struggling with lately is I'm trying to, I don't know. I've, that's what I've done my whole life. And what I'm struggling with lately <laughs> is trying to put myself in other people's shoes. Even, mm-hmm. even somebody who, you know, walks into a building and, kills 11 co-workers you know right like, like what like how does that happen like what was yeah I, yeah <laughs> what was going on in that person's life that they didn't have yeah. someone they could just call and like talk it out you know yeah. or, or you know like just a place they could go until you know un- to work it out uh but again i think we come back to your uh focus on human connections because in order to even be willing to consider what that person is going through i think you have to uh, believe at least in the possibility of connection. But I also think that like, if we want to understand uh, the reason that these things happen, we can't just like toss them in a drawer and not think about them. You know, it, it's the only way that we're going to change it is, is by understanding like the factors involved. So, you know, 
uh, I think I'm agreeing with you. I think that was yeah, a very yeah. long one. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is so. So where? So so. I like to look at look at the future a little bit. Not mm-hmm. too far into the future, more like one step ahead. Like where? <laughs> like what? Like in with the, what you're what you've got going on in your life? Like what's the what's the next step for you? You this you've got all we've got all this stuff in the past that you know really means nothing on its yeah. own i mean as a collective yeah. thing it, it is because it shapes you but so now like like where how do you turn spirituality in or anything how just life how do you turn life into a thing that like works for <laughs> tomorrow you know well, i like to think of uh I, th- I tend to think of a lot of things in terms of you know, it's cliche that taking things day by day because uh, I think a lot of uh, even very admirable qualities like uh, bravery or courage or just the ability to like get anything done. It's not usually any one moment. We, we glorify the idea of, of it being one moment, one moment of heroism, one moment of good decision making. But it's it's not like that most of the time. You know, you it's it's making the decision like every single day to do something. Uh, meaningful, even when it sucks and you're super fucking tired. <laughs> yeah. Um, and right now I'm working, I'm working on a book as, as you know, because I, I talk about it constantly on Instagram feed. Uh, and, uh, it's, it's my Sith. And, uh, this one is a very easy tie in to my spirituality because it is, um, it, it deals with a lot of that and a lot of the, the culture and the history that I find so fascinating and so neglected. Um, and uh, so I'm just trying to do that every day. And uh, there are days where I do everything on my to-do list but hit my word count. And there's days where I do nothing on my to-do list except hit my word count. Right. Uh, <laughs> so As it should be. Yeah, just, just <laughs> trying. Like, uh, I just, you know, just try hard to do, like, something good every day. I have... Uh, Someone who's very close to me, that his system is that he tries to do three good or useful things per day. And they can be small things. They don't have to be big things, you know? And sometimes, like, the best thing you can do is just to, like, let yourself sleep more. Not that you and I are any good at that, but sometimes, <laughs> sometimes that, that's the best What's thing to that? do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'll sleep when I'm dead, unless I'm wrong about that. Yeah, but, um, exactly. But yeah, so he tries to do like three good things per day, and maybe it's a big thing, maybe it's a small thing, but he just he tries to have that forward momentum of of doing something like that's objectively good by your standards, and um, and uh, I'm also big on the idea that like the best tool is the tool you use, or the best workout is the one you actually do, and this is roundabout, but this ties back in. <laughs> This ties back into how I feel about magic or spirituality or witchcraft or anything. Uh, it's not a grand, like, right that you do, like, when the moon is in this one special phase that it's going to be in, like, twice a year at most. Like, I, I don't think it's about that. I think that if you want to go stronger, you go into the gym and you do that, like, a few times a week doing small things to build yourself up. Or I think Terry Crews, who's, you know, huge um, – has given interviews where he talks about how his goal when he was younger was just to go to the gym every day, even if it was just to like sit there and read a magazine. So, um, you know, had, I, I think the only way that we can give like meaning is by the cumulative, um, 
weight of all like the small things that we do every day just trying to be present and just trying to you know just try your best that's, that's, yeah, that's my, yeah. my advice I, I, I agree and i i think i think you're probably like me where it just feels like you're all everything you do is is you're you're working it seems yes. even though it's it might not be this the typical person's definition of work i feel like and, and that, that's why i get so little sleep i just feel like i'm always working yes (laughs) (laughs) no exactly i i get that and you know yeah and even like the small things even like you know something that as you know usually inconsequential as as instagram is an opportunity to make those connections to connect with people to connect with whatever higher power you believe in and uh yeah every 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 little interaction can be part of the work and uh you know i think that's cool i think we're cool that's also like exhausting and yet you're right that's definitely why we don't sleep yeah i mean it's even it's even when it's in the downtime that just the thoughts going on in my head are just are still like how do we you know it's 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 all about just you know just playing chess i guess in my head like trying what's the next move of the piece to make the bigger picture fall into place Yes, absolutely. Like, yeah, no, I, I, I'm thrilled that you get it, like, <laughs> and and that you can articulate it like that because, yeah, I, I agree absolutely. <laughs> and I think a lot of people are surprised when they meet me because, I'm, the, the, if you just go by my Instagram persona, there's a, there's a lot of love and light there, you know. <laughs> but but in real life, there's a lot of like I'm pretty cynical. Uh, not not I'm, you know, but the day to day, the people who I know in my day to day life don't necessarily follow me on social media. I'm compl- yes, a no, completely different that. person. Yes, <laughs> I have that divide as well. Like, it's very weird for me, like, the few handful of people that, that know me, like, on both. And uh, when I meet people in real life, even if they ask, I usually do not give them my Instagram. Like, I, I do not want, like, those wires to cross. Right. And um, I think for me, in some ways, it's actually kind of backwards because the feedback I get a lot is that I'm I'm way more cheerful in person than I am on Instagram. And well, we're the opposite. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And, and I'm always baffled that people are surprised. But uh, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just very good at, at at sounding much more sad and serious. And I not that I'm not serious because we've just been discussing how even like the micro interactions are 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 all potentially. But, you know, yeah, I don't know. Like, and I have a really stupid sense of humor for a lot of things. And, and people people get very surprised by that. And I am very surprised by their surprise. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, social media is weird. It's <laughs> this, this ability to be whoever you want to be. Like, you don't even have to, you know, like you say, like, you can put anything and be that. Yeah. And it can be performative in so many directions, you know, because I mean, yeah, there, there have been times where I deliberately overemphasize or misrepresent like uh, my state of mind. And you can you, you can be dramatic in any direction. And, and I mean, that's that's very alluring, right, to be able to present this, this curated sort of experience. But uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's wild. Yeah. And people people that say people that say like. Oh, I, I get. I hate social media. It's just people bragging about their stuff, and it's just. I'm just like, you're following the wrong people. Like, yeah. is that like you <laughs> can go on Instagram and play? You know? Yes. <laughs> yeah, this is something that you lack imagination. Like, oh yeah, I agree. <laughs> Follow some hashtags instead of people. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll be true. amazed that, what's out there. Is an excellent bit of advice. <laughs> <laughs> because people are people are exhausting. They really are. And and like there are people that 
that they do they try to do the crossover from social media to real life you know because they 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 see that that persona and it's like hey we need to get together in real life and it's like for a minute there i was trying i was trying to to do both and i i've just come to this realization that like it works better on an electronic digital (laughs) platform where we can be these higher level people where the earth or you know the shit going on in our day-to-day life doesn't get in the way like we don't need to know everything about each other yeah, we don't. We don't. I, and, you know, we come back to, to people's, like, biases, right? It, and the problem with, like, real life or, like, meat space is, is we do, we bring all this baggage to our, our perception of, of others and uh, and of ourselves, et cetera, et cetera, you know, blah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, yeah, to a great extent, the person I am on, on social media is, is not the person I am in real life. And people that really like one might not necessarily like the other. And I am very aware of that. And, um, since you, know, I have been fortunate enough to have this, uh, series of books that resonated with people. Uh, I had no idea how another author or a more successful author would ever be friends in any sort of meaningful way with someone that they met through their writing because you know to someone who who meets you through your work and really loves your work you're not a person to them exactly like you are the work and the assumptions that they make about you from that work and um maybe i'm just really picky on on having people like understand me as a person but i can't imagine people that uh can somehow bridge that divide between who they really are and and this thing that they've presented so i don't know (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, I was listening to, um, I don't know if you've ever listened to the Duncan Trussell um, podcast, I have but I was listening to, to him. He was talking to Justin Roiland, who is a co-creator of Rick and Morty, mm-hmm. and they were talking about how when you put two people in a, in a box in a small room, it's fine for a little while, but the longer they're there, like if you put two people in a room for 10 minutes, they might have a nice, pleasant conversation, but after two years, 10 years... <laughs> Every little thing about that other person bothers you, from like the, the whiskers on their face to the stink of their breath. And that's mm-hmm. as who we are as people, we are stuck in these boxes of our bodies, you know. And so like yes. that's kind of why we're so hard on ourselves because like we've been with ourselves our whole life. Right. Like you're just you're sick of your fucking face and <laughs> Right. Right. And that's what I think social media t- takes away those walls. Like now we can have these interactions with people without being stuck in a box. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I really do think that that's one of the uh, the really good things about it. And I think, you know, ideally, maybe that teaches us something about, about being people, right? But it's also, I think, like the inherent nature of the internet. Like, I remember when I was like a, a teenage girl, like unsupervised on the internet, when I was like 12, like my main hobby on the internet was pretending to be a 15-year-old boy or a 16-year-old boy for a while there. And uh, this is the early days of the internet, so you could still like get away with this because no one, no one had pictures up like all the time, so you right. could, you could just do it. And it was just that that first sort of experience of realizing like how different people treated you, <laughs> uh, based on age, gender, um, I'd say ethnicity, but I, I was usually I you know I always gave myself like a very Latino like boy name, you know Santiago, something something very manly. <laughs> right. Um. And yeah, it's just. And you learned a lot that way, didn't you? I did, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was super useful. Like, I, I, there are lessons that I carry to me, like, 
with me to this day from that. So yeah, sometimes pretending to be someone else, that's just what you got to do. <laughs> I um, I back in the early days, back in, in when my MySpace was still a thing, oh my God, uh, I was I was a newly divorced father of three in my thirties. You know, had who had married the person my high school girlfriend you know so i didn't really have any experience with women you know (laughs) or how to even talk to them and i learned a lot just by creating an account because because back then nobody went by their name everybody was (laughs) and that's what i like about instagram too is like we we get to be those handles you know (laughs) we don't have you know that's what facebook made us be ourselves but but I you know to create a an account of a confident you know I found a picture online of like this confident good looking guy and then just to be able to just talk even just in messaging with confidence to people yes. that I didn't know because it wasn't me I was able to you know what I mean I was able to come right. out of my shell that way but I learned so much <laughs> by doing that. Yeah, that makes perfect sense, and I, I think it's brilliant that you figured out that that was something that you needed at the time. That's awesome. And 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 just and then and then say writing these things and having women respond like, "Holy shit, I can't believe someone <laughs> would ever fall for a line like that." You know what I mean? Like, yes. <laughs> I would I, the me in real life would never say this cheesy shit to anybody, and like here are these people that are just like, "We got to meet. When can we? You want to get coffee?" And it's like, "Are you kidding me? <laughs> this stuff works." Yeah, it's amazing how attraction works and how it seems like. It it shouldn't but it does and uh i think that that's an awesome experience to have but i think also a lot of people don't realize that that women can be very forward like when they're into it like it can absolutely be the party that's like let's meet let's do coffee now yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? so yeah that that's that's very cool yeah, and i've always that... been really shy so like even even and it's like well first of all like that's this this isn't me <laughs> Right. Like, why can't we just keep it here? Like, this is where it's comfortable. Right, right. We're both enjoying this. Let's have, let's have this interaction. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. But again, maybe, maybe we're just better at like compartmentalizing that than uh, some people are. But um, maybe, maybe, maybe it's just that that we're we're just. I think I think you're you're like me. We just kind of tend to do the work. on earth you know what i mean like there are people yes. there are people who are in the air there are people who are doing like these high level things and i try i i tend to like be in the mud you know? yeah, so maybe that's why you need, you need foundations or else like right. yeah you get too far up and like you don't you don't really know what's happening exactly right? but, uh... but that's why the social media is so great is, is because i feel like i am so grounded that like, that's where i get to go play you know i get to go like let myself <laughs> be these things mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but uh, you're absolutely right about how Facebook made us be ourselves. Uh, but back when MySpace was was in fact still a thing, I was fresh out of high school, and I started uh, my undergrad in Tampa. And Tampa also has like a big like club scene, so and I I was a little like baby bad like goth girl at the time, so I would go to the goth club all the time, and people would recognize me from MySpace. But of course, like I had I I never posted my actual name on MySpace because no one did. Um, so like dudes would come up to me and they'd have to be like, are you squid princess or squid whatever? (laughs) Like you could just see like the fear in their eyes and like how they would cringe saying it. It was amazing. Uh, (laughs) 
you know, I regret that we can't really have that that experience anymore. And uh, you know, yeah, but so you know, that was just that's something I miss. That's something I miss from this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we're we're kind of there. Like most of the ninety five percent of the people I would consider friends on Instagram, I don't. I I would have to think about it to know their name other yeah. than their handle. I, that's, that's what I like. I like, I like that. I like, I just, I just, it gives us that chance to play, like to be a kid again and, and like, yeah. use your imagination a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which we're all doing to some extent anyway. So just being able to do that more, I think is, is so freeing and so valuable and so educational. So, right. And I mark yeah. every day, every second of the day. So like, Sometimes I want to be a tin can. (laughs) (laughs) Where the message is kind of diluted, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sometimes, you know, don't we all want to be a tin can? Like sometimes. (laughs) Talking into a tin can. Love it. (laughs) I always wish that worked. I tried that a few times in life, I think, but I never made a a tin can telephone actually work. I don't, I don't think I've ever either. Like I'm, I'm sure. Like I must have tried it as as a child, but I, I don't think it ever. I don't know. Then again, I also like didn't eat like a Twinkie until I think I was like eighteen, nineteen. So there, there's a lot of things that I feel like I, I didn't do in my childhood. You probably missed <laughs> Twinkies when they were actually good. <laughs> probably. The new formula is shit. <laughs> I will keep that in mind. I'm so I'm gonna slip that into conversation with someone else. I'm gonna steal that and like so I can seem. Like I'm really educated about Twinkies. Well, yeah, so. yeah, because they went they went bankrupt, you know, and then and then the re, after the restructuring, it's it's just but nothing's the same. All the things that we grew up with that were good yeah. are cheap and artificial now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, this has been uh, interesting. <laughs> this has been a good time. Yeah, uh, you know, for 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 what time? What time was it? Your time when I. God, it was like place. 4 a.m. Or, or closer to 5. <laughs> I was not expecting you to reply right away. I'm like, what about Tuesday? And you're like, what about in three hours? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, I, I am very interested in like your speed and what you do. So I, w- I was excited to say yes. But also, uh, yeah, you just caught me at like a receptive time. Because I usually am like, I am usually a pain to get a hold of. And <laughs> Uh, and I'm aware of that. So I, it was also like, if I try, I can't do Tuesday. If I try to schedule this too far out, like I'm just not going to do it. You know, I'm not, I'm not organized enough to be able to say definitively, like, yes, here is when I'm absolutely, totally, certainly available, you know, three weeks out. So I'm like, I, I should do this now. I have, I have an opening. I should do this now. <laughs> and, uh, I didn't expect you to agree because it really <laughs> is like, yeah, four hours later, what's up? Uh, but here we are, and I've had a lovely time, so thank you. Well, I've had a lovely time as well. This was awesome, and um, I hope we get a chance to do it again. When the rambling days are over, and the gambling days are through, when the rambling days are over, and the gambling days are through, if you tell me that you love me, I'll be coming back to you.